0: Everybody, and welcome to Sing to the Lord, the podcast that breaks down how the Lutheran hymnity is preaching the gospel. I'm your host, Mason Van Essen. What you're hearing is the hymn, Lord, Thee I love with all my heart. Welcome back to Sing to the Lord on this second Sunday of Lent, and thankfully, I have uh, my two experts here to rebuke me when I get out of line, because we're talking about the hymn, <laughs> Lord, Thee I Love with All My Heart. Thanks, Mason. It's good to be here with you. Well, Zachary, um, this is the second Sunday in Lent, uh, and you've selected um, maybe not the most well-known hymn, uh, and a very long stanza hymn. Mm-hmm. Um uh, tell us why anybody would pick this hymn uh, or want to sing it.
1: Well, yeah, um, uh, there, there, there were a few people who have said this is not well-known outside of Lutheran circles, and that may be true, but it's been sung at many a funeral, and um, when uh, we happened to sing this as part of a hymn festival, um, three, four, five years ago now, as time passes, um, Somebody said, "I want that sung at my funeral," and somebody else said, "Well, I was thinking the same thing." So even just singing it once seems to put it on the list for for folks. Um, and that's because, in some ways, it encompasses um, so much of uh, what it is to live in the live in the world as uh, a Christian, and and then to die <laughs> as a Christian. Um, I think it's it's both of those. Um, if, even if congregations don't like to sing it, um, uh, Johann Sebastian Bach, uh, who uh, was cantor in, in Leipzig and other places in Germany, includes uh, the final stanza of this hymn to conclude his St. John Passion. Um, so he put it into the mouth of the choir and said, here, you do it. Um, and uh, I've been in situations where I've heard... Um, actually a congregation sing it at the conclusion. They, they give, give it to the congregation um, because oftentimes it is his harmonization um, that, that people will sing. Um, so uh, lots of people have sung it, and um, it's particularly appropriate for this weekend um, and should be sung um, because I think it's it begins a little bit like uh, – with with echoes of this weekend's gospel reading. Jesus says, I have to suffer, and the response is, Lord, don't let this happen to you. Uh, there is a rebuke, a very, well, a very strong, absolutely not. Um, and uh, the hymn can sound this way. Please do, do not depart from me. But we're not actually joining with this wish here. Instead, to borrow another piece of scripture, I think the opening words of the hymn, I pray the ne'er from me depart, um, are really to say that w- we've come to hear and know the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus as Lord, such that everything else without Christ is empty, even heaven itself. <laughs> as the hymn says, is Mm -hmm. void and bare without this promise of Christ. Um, So it's a wonderful way to go right after the rebuke (laughs) while um, being somewhat honest about it. Uh, It it cuts both ways. Um, And then starts to say a little bit about uh, what it is to live in the world. Should my heart for sorrow break, my trust in thee can nothing shake. Um, a little bit of what God has done. Um, and finally says that we trust God's word, God's promise above all else. And that's just in the first stanza, <laughs> which goes nicely with this this gospel reading. Yeah, I mean, Mark 8, this is where um, uh,
0: Peter on one hand uh, says, you are the Christ, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and then comes back and Jesus says, yes, that means I'm gonna suffer uh, and die and be raised. And Peter says, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Um, and on one hand, that's Peter's is is kind of in these words, right? Peter saying uh, things like, "That can't be. I don't right. want that to happen," and then being um, rebuked for that uh, because he's now not seeing what it means for uh, for um, to love what Christ is doing for mm-hmm. him, right? <laughs> uh, and so this hymn, I think, it, it is really a, a, a prayer where, on one hand, you're almost you're almost praying like what you'd like Peter to be uh, doing, like, don't leave me, like, I count on you. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. And at the same time, we go th- we go through this. On the other hand, it also is um, probably what's happening to Peter afterwards. Being rebuked by Christ now means um, uh, you're Satan, you're done. And this is, again, <laughs> uh, where we call back to Christ and say, don't leave me, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and so you, it, it's not the story of the rebuke that's no. happening, but it's... On both sides of the rebuke, this this hymn is speaking to what happens in the heart and in the conscience um, uh, when you when you are holding on to and trusting uh, Christ. You don't want Him to die, and yet He's going to. You, you, you want to kill Him, uh, but, sure. but 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 you don't want Him to leave you, right? Yeah. Uh, and so there, that's the 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 what happens in in this faith, right? So when we even say the the name of this hymn. Lord, thee I love with all my heart. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a that's a prayer, not a um, oh yeah, a, a, not a um, uh, a description of really the pureness of our heart.
1: Sure, right, right. Well, and and it's quite clear by the end of the hymn, we'll see that it that it absolutely is a prayer. Right. Uh, the entire hymn is a prayer, um, which is. Uh, unique in a way unto itself. It's not just a hymn of praise or a retelling of scripture in this way. It's, it is truly a prayer. I think um, the second stanza also um, helps us uh, to, to pray helpful words, give strength and patience unto me to follow thee, finally. Um, and we really mean follow, and so does Christ. <laughs> After me, behind me, um, Peter's—you know—telling Christ where to go, and Jesus <laughs> says, "Well, here's where I'm going, and I'm going to put you in your place as a follower. Um, uh, really, to death and to, to death and resurrection—not only mine, but yours." Um, <laughs> uh, so, I think as much as it it, it picks up. You know, you can, you can hear in the second stanza parts of um, uh, both loving God and neighbor. Um, these things are uh, both scriptural and, of course, in the catechism. So, it's, it's picking up things that uh, people – concepts with which people will be familiar. Um, but also saying we recognize Satan uh, still says – tempts us to say, um, no, Lord, this is not right. Uh, remain here. Um, and so it's strength and patience to say no we have uh, a lord who's gone to the cross um, and there's really nothing much we can do about this um, other than to know that in in that cross is comfort that Christ comes to give so um, you have more of this weekend scripture in uh, in a, in the second stanza um, and then the final one, which is the real reason you would sing it, especially this weekend. It's the most random reference uh, at the end of this thing to Abram's bosom. Well, you don't get to sing the word bosom very often <laughs> and what it could possibly, possibly mean to, to, to do this. Um, but the, the first reading this weekend is from Genesis, which is uh, the naming of Abra- Abram and Abraham. Um, and so we turn around now. And connect the two actually together, and what it means to be bosom buddies with Abraham here <laughs> is to be is to be those who have been given this same faith, uh, that have this faith, um, and uh, what a promise it is to uh, be uh, yoked together with um, where Christ is going, and uh, to share the faith of Abram uh, or Abraham um, that. Uh, Christ promises, um, I, I will come back and wake you from death, that you may know uh, joy. Um, and so it concludes my prayer. Attend, beautiful words. Nobody talks that way. You have to sing that way. Uh, if you put that in a prayer, people would think you you were um, trying to be too high church. Probably in Lutheran circles, it's too Catholic. But a proof that Lutherans too can sing something poetic and not be too frightened. My prayer attend, my prayer attend, and the result is I will praise you. So simply, Christ, do what you have come to do. Give me strength, um, and I will praise you uh, forever. Are there any other hymns you might suggest for this weekend? Sure, you could uh, you could go uh, further in the back of the hymnal um, to the God of Abram Praise, of which there are many many stanzas to choose. The best of which is uh, that the the one which says, uh, "I depend on your oath, your promise," um, linking uh, the promise given to Abraham with the promise we now have, um, uh, and uh, that's particularly if you're going to weave together the first and uh, the first reading in the Gospel. I think you could land there rather easily. Um, but it works also just to sing it in general, even if it's not as a hymn of the day. Um, you have other options that might speak of uh, what it means to follow. Um, certainly, uh, to take up your cross, the Savior said, could be helpful. We've we've spoken of this one in the past, um, but it's, it's less uh, associated particularly with this text. Um, find a creative way, I really cannot emphasize enough. A creative way to sing this hymn, give one to the, to a choir or a soloist. It's a perfectly singable tune and, um, and it's one people should know.
0: Thanks for joining us this week on Sing to the Lord. Check the show notes for Zachary's stanza-by-stanza commentary, as well as a list of other hymns we recommend. See you next week.